Hey, this is Joshua Cummins from New England Hockey Journal. You're listening to Between the Hash Marks, an inside look at Hockey East. Now here's your host, Ian Beauchene. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back inside to another edition of Between the Hash Marks. I'm your host, Ian Beauchene. Glad to have you back alongside for another fantastic episode as we get set to recap the fourth and final week of college hockey action here in the month of February as the calendars have now turned over into March and we get set for the final weekend of regular season action here in Hockey East. Uh, It's been a fantastic season up until this point. I've been uh, very fortunate just to uh, sit here and bring you the weekly happenings uh, within the league each and every week here so far this season. And uh, last weekend didn't disappoint. Um, a couple of upsets to get you caught up on and some news within the league and a, and a lot still to be decided, um, as is usually the case here uh, with Hockey East each and every season. Uh, but before we get to that, we got to uh, shift our gears as we usually do and, and start on the national level. Uh, we will start with our uscho.com poll. Again, head on over to uscho.com to get notified uh, and be up to date on the most recent polls. Again, this is the men's Division One poll and where Hockey East teams currently sit, uh, dated for Monday, the 28th of February, 2022. The first Hockey East team uh, that comes into the rankings this week. Uh, UMass moving up a spot from number 10 up to number nine. The Minutemen sit at 19, 10, and two on the season. A strong weekend for Coach Carvel's team out in Amherst this past weekend. Moving up a pair as well this weekend is the Northeastern Huskies. The Huskies come in at number 13 this week. They sit at 22, 10, and one on the season uh, through 15, uh, excuse me, uh, after previously coming in at 15th uh, in the poll last week. Right behind them, uh, dropping uh, from number 13 down to number 14 is Boston University. The Terriers enter the final weekend of the regular season at 18, 11, and 3 uh, as they look to secure home ice in the final weekend of the regular season as well. Uh, at number 16 is UMass Lowell, the Riverhawks, with just one game last weekend. Uh, they enter the final weekend of play with an 18-9-3 and record overall. They remain at number 16 in the standings. And Providence College is the final team within the USCHO.com poll. They sit at number 19. Uh, no movement for the Friars as they uh, were off last weekend. They had a uh, couple of games already played over the rest of the league. So the Friars had themselves an off weekend. Uh, 21, 13, and 2 on the season is Providence College. Just on the outside looking in, other teams receiving votes. Uh, Merrimack College, they picked up 54 votes this week. They sit just on the outside looking in. And UConn picked up 19 votes as well for the Huskies down in Connecticut. Shifting over to collegehockeynews.com, we will take a look at the pairwise comparison ratings and where teams sit uh, at this point in the season. Again, the pairwise is a mathematical formula used to determine which teams um, are worthy enough of a spot within the 16-team field uh, come the 20th of March, which will be Selection Sunday. 
uh, and we'll find out which 16 teams will be playing for the right to get to Boston here locally for those listening here in New England uh, for the Frozen Four held this year at TD Garden on April 7th and 9th. The first hockey East team uh, is UMass. The Minutemen sit at 10th in this week's pairwise update, uh, followed behind them at number 14 is UMass Lowell. Boston University at 15, Northeastern at 16, Merrimack at 17, Providence at 19, and Yukon at number 20. Uh, so a logjam of Hockey East teams there towards the bottom end of the uh, pairwise ranking. I would say right now the only team within the pairwise currently at the moment with a strong uh, strong foot in the door for the national tournament would be UMass again. Uh, the Minutemen are the defending national champions after taking home the title last year in 2021 so umass at number 10 umass lowell at number 14 followed by bu at 15 northeastern at 16 merrimack at 17 providence at 19 and yukon sitting at number 20 well now shift on over to hockeyeastonline.com it is time to take a look at the army rotc hockey east standings again head on over to hockeyeastonline.com your online home for the latest league news, statistics, game reports, merchandise, and much more. The Hockey East website is updated following every game to bring you the most up-to-date information from around the conference. Entering the final weekend of Hockey East play, all teams with 22 games played, aside from Providence, who has played 24. So that is where things stand this weekend. Providence, as I mentioned, a couple of games in hand. Uh, I made an error on my end. Providence will have uh, the weekend off this week from Hockey East action as they will play a non-league game, but we'll get to that in just a couple of moments. Um, The standings. UMass, again, holds on to the number one overall seed at the moment. 46 points. They hold on to the first seed. Sitting in second place, a tie for second place, is Northeastern and Merrimack. They have 41 points. In fourth place, with 40 points, is UMass Lowell. In a tie for fifth place, a three-way tie for fifth place. So one of these teams, um, correction, two of these teams will be playing on the road in the opening round of the hockey's playoffs. Um is UConn, BU, and Providence, all with 38 points. Again, UConn and BU, 22 games played, Providence with 24. In eighth place, Boston College, 26 Hockey East points. In ninth place is UNH with 25 Hockey East points. And Vermont and Maine round out the standings in 10th and 11th with 17 and 16 points, respectively. So the only guarantee right now at this point is Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, uh, Boston College will all be playing in the opening round of the Hockey East playoffs. New Hampshire and Boston College are both still fighting for home ice in the opening round, but Vermont and Maine will be taking to the road um, for the opening round of the Hockey East playoffs. Those are the only two things guaranteed right now taking a look at the hockey standings and where things currently sit. So again, UMass in first, Northeastern and Merrimack tied for second. UMass Lowell is in fourth, followed by UConn, BU, and Providence in a three-way tie for fifth. 
Boston College in eighth, B, uh, BC eighth. I, I already mentioned that. Uh, New Hampshire in ninth, Vermont in Maine tenth and eleventh. So there was a lot to get caught up on, um, and a lot that we have to uh, recap last week in the action. So it's time to get to our back check segment of forecheck and back check. All right, starting off on Friday night, we will head down to Matthews Arena. It is the Battle of the Huskies in a weekend series, the first of two between UConn and Northeastern. Northeastern would open the scoring at the 1047 mark of the first period on Gunnar Wolfontaine's seventh goal of the season uh, to give the Huskies from Northeastern a 1-0 lead. That is a lead they would take into the second period, and that is also a lead they would take into the third period. UConn would outshoot Northeastern uh, 34 to 22 through 40 minutes of play. So it was a strong performance already from uh, Devin Levi, who'd stopped all 34 shots up until that point in the hockey game. But the third period is where things got a little crazy. Uh, Northeastern would find themselves up three to nothing uh, with just over a couple minutes left to play. Ty Jackson picked up his fifth goal of the season at 247 of the third, and Aiden McDonough would pick up his 19th of the season on an empty netter. Uh, Devin Levi would pick up an assist on that goal at 1637. So Levi coming into the third period already had 34 saves and picks up an assist on the Aiden McDonough 19th goal of the season at 1637 to make it three, nothing Northeastern. But the main story in the third period was the fact that Devin Levi turned aside 27 Yukon shots. He finished the night with 60 saves on the night. Yes, you heard that right. Devin Levi stopped 60 saves on Friday night. Uh, the only blemish on the night as he saw 61 opportunities from Yukon was a Hudson Shandor shot for his fifth of the season that got by at 18.08 of the third period. Yakum Kondalik and Jake Flynn would pick up the assists on the lone goal on the night for UConn. Northeastern holds on for a 3-1 to victory behind a 60-save performance from Devin Levi. Darian Hansen suffers the setback for, the, uh, for UConn. He stopped 29 saves on the night. Heading down to Providence, the Friars, as I just alluded to, were indeed in action last weekend. They will have this weekend off. The Friars got out to a hot start in the first period. They outshot Maine 16-3 to in the opening 20 minutes of play. They got goals at the 12-38 mark from Brett Berard, his 15th of the year, and Riley Duran's ninth at 17-11 to give them a 2-0 lead after 20 minutes of play. Parker Ford would pick up his 13th of the season at 15-16 of the second period to give the Friars a 3-0 lead. Keenan Southers would pick up his fourth of the season for the Black Bears. A.J. Drobert and Jack Quinlevin would pick up the assist at 18-18 of the second to make it a 3-1 game heading into the final 20 minutes of play. A shorthanded goal from Chase Yoder. Now, that would be his fifth as Max Koopman would pick up the assist at 12.56 of the third. Gave Providence a 4-1 to lead 
and Maine would pull the goaltender late in the third period while on the power play. Uh, and with the six on four advantage, Matthew Fawcett would pick up his third of the season uh, at 17:35. Lyndon Breen and Jack Quinlevin uh, pick up the assists on the goal. Jackson Stauber, not an overly busy night for him. He saw just 13 shots on the night, gave up the two goals, stopped 11 others. Uh, he picks up the win. And Victor Osman, 39 saves on the night, gave up the four Friar opportunities. Uh, he suffers the loss. Friars, four. Black Bears, two. Up at Gutterson Fieldhouse, it was the first of two between the Minutemen and Catamounts on Friday night. Uh, this one was all UMass and all UMass early. Uh, three goals in the first period, all within um, four minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, Scott Morrow's 11th of the season at five on three from Ryan Ufko and Bobby Trevino gave UMass a one nothing lead. Another power play marker, uh, Matthew Kessel's fifth of the season from Cal Keefuke and Aaron Bollinger at 12.06 to make it 2 nothing. Reed Lebster's sixth of the year at 16.37 to make it 3 nothing after 20. They would add two more in the second period. Oliver McDonald, second of the season at 748 unassisted. And Bobby Trevino, 17th of the season from Ryan Ufko at 1108, made it 5-0 after 40 for the Minutemen. Uh, Philip Laganoff would add his eighth of the season and end the shutout bid for the Minutemen uh, at 1132 of the third. Jacques Bucot and Andrew Lucas would pick up the assists on the night. Uh, Matt Murray would get the start in net. He stopped 15 of 16 saves uh, on the evening, and Luke Pavicic would come in and stop all three opportunities that he saw late in the third period as he came in for the final six minutes and 37 seconds of game time. For the Catamounts, Gabe Carrier uh, suffers the loss. He stopped uh, 12 of 16 shots he saw through 27 minutes of action, and then Cole Hudson would come in and stop eight of nine uh, in just over 31 minutes on the night for the Catamounts. 5-1, the final for UMass. The other UMass, the Riverhawks, hosted Long Island University on Friday evening in a non-conference game. This is the second of two games between the Sharks and Riverhawks that had been postponed back earlier in the season. Uh, P.J. Morocco would pick up his first... Uh, pick up the first goal of the night, his fifth of the season from Nolan Welsh at 7.51 of the first period to give the Sharks a one nothing lead, and then it was all Riverhawks from that point on. Brian Chambers would pick up his third of the season from Blake Wells and Connor Sodegren at 9.28 of the second, followed by Reed Stephenson and Carl Berglund, both on the power play uh, in just over a minute and 11 seconds. Stephenson's seventh of the season, and Berglund's sixth of the year. Uh, Ryan Brichette and Nick Austin pick up the assists on both of those goals. Uh, third period goals came off the sticks of Matt Kraza, his 11th at 1530 of the third, and Andre Lee's 14th of the season at 1919. Um, Nick Austin would pick up his third assist of the evening. Chris Carlson suffers the loss for the Sharks. He stopped 29 of 34 opportunities. And Owen Savory picks up the win. He stopped 26 of 27 Shark chances on the evening. He picks up the win. 5-1, your final in Lowell for the Riverhawks over the Sharks. On Saturday evening, 
It was the second of two between the Huskies, as this time they shifted down to the XL Center uh, in Hartford, Connecticut. UConn would open the scoring in the first period on Jake Flynn's second of the season with just 10 seconds to go in the first 20 minutes. A power play goal, Mark Gatcomb and Johnny Evans pick up the assist, 1-0 for UConn after 20. They would expand that lead just over a minute into the second period, 133 to be exact, on Yakum Kondalik's 12th of the season from Carter Berger and John Spetz to make it 2-0. But the Huskies would cut in to that lead, uh, the Huskies of Northeastern, that is, as Aiden McDonough picks up his 20th of the season at 9:15 of the second period. Tommy Miller and Jordan Harris with the assist. It was 2-1 UConn after 40. But it was a Northeastern explosion in the third period. Jack Hughes, his sixth of the season at 333. Aiden McDonough's 21st and second of the game at 1140. Ty Jackson's sixth of the season at 1458 from Gunnar Wolf Fontaine and Aiden McDonough. And Aiden McDonough would pick up his 22nd and third goal of this this hockey game uh, at 1947 to secure a 5-2 victory for Northeastern as they pick up the weekend sweep over UConn in this battle. Uh, Devin Levi, 40 saves on the night. So Levi stopped 100 of 103 shots on the weekend uh, for the sophomore for Northeastern. He goes 2-0. Darian Hansen for UConn stopped 22 of 26 saves or excuse me 26 opportunities that came his way 5-2 northeastern over yukon for the sweep the friars would also secure a weekend sweep over the black bears uh maine would pick up the first two goals of this contest in the first period uh in the matter of 56 seconds nolan runwick's third of the season at 415 from jacob smith svestrup and grant uh hebert and Adam Dawes, sixth of the season on the power play at 5-11, gave Maine a 2-0 lead after 20 minutes of play. A goal in the second period from Brett Berard, his 16th from Chase Yoder at 5:30, made it 2-1 after 20. And Providence would tie it up at 4:50 of the third period as Max Crozier picked up his seventh of the season uh, with Jamie Engelbert and Colin Ovashevsky with the assists on the goal. This game would head to overtime and an unassisted goal for Brett Berard at 241 of the third of the overtime period at three on three secured a three, two win for the Friars over the black bears. Matt Thiessen got the start in net for Maine. He stopped 32 of 35 opportunities for the Friars and Jackson Stauber stopped 15 of 17 Friar opportunities. He picks up the win on the weekend. Friars three, Black Bears two, this one in overtime. The first of two games on the weekend between Boston College and Boston University as the Battle of Comav was reignited. Uh, BU got off to a hot start. Three goals in the first period. Luke Tuck's fifth of the year. Dylan Peterson's ninth. And Wilmer Skoog's 11th gave the Terriers a 3-0 lead after the first 20 minutes of play. Jack McBain would get the visitors on the board an unassisted goal at 7-29 as he picks up his 14th goal of this year's campaign. 
But BU would have an answer at 10.48 as Dylan Peterson picked up his second of the game and 10th of the season from Joseph Campolito and Nick Zabinay. Uh, Luke Tuck would pick up his sixth of the season on a power play from Logan Cockrell and Ethan Phillips at 1437 to make it 5-1 Terriers. Uh, McBain would pick up his second of the period on a power play, uh, his 15th of the season from Jack St. Ivany and Drew Hellison at 1625 to make it 5-2. After 40, uh, Brian Carabas would pick up his fourth of the season from Dominic Fensori at 243 of the third to make it 6-2, and BC would add a shorthanded goal from Casey Caro uh, at 13.50 from Patrick Gillis and Eamon Powell to finalize the scoring on the night. BU holds on for a 6-3 win over the Eagles. Uh, Vinny Duplessis made 28 saves on the night. He picks up the win, and Eric Dopp stopped 36 of 42 chances the Terriers threw his way as BU holds for a 6-3 win over Boston College. Up at the Whittemore Center, it was the Warriors and Wildcats meeting for the second time here in the month of February. The Warriors uh, emerged with a 5-2 win over the Wildcats earlier in the month of February. Colton Heward would pick up his sixth of the season at 11.05 to open the scoring. Uh, Robert Cronin and Jackson Pearson would add the assists on the goal. But before the end of the period, Philip Forsmark on a uh, right off a faceoff, the win from uh, Liam Walsh right onto the stick of Forsmark, and he blasted home a shot past the Wildcat netminder Mike Robinson at 19.27 to tie the game at one apiece after 20 minutes of play. In the second period, one goal, and it was uh, for the visitors, Christian Felton's second of the year from Alex Jeffries and Declan Carlisle at 6.52, gave the Warriors a 2-1 lead after 40. The Warriors would expand on the lead. Ben Brower would pick up his 11th of the year on a power play from Liam Walsh and Zach Ewins at 2.53, and a 4-on-4 goal from Liam Walsh, his ninth of the year from Ben Brower and Zach Ewins at 4.13 of the third gave the Warriors a 4-1 lead as they had four unanswered goals after the Heward goal to open the contest. Shorthanded goal from Jackson Pearson at 12-15 of the third cut into the Warrior lead and made it a two-goal game with just under seven and change to play. Uh, The Wildcats would pull the goaltender with three minutes to go and Robert Cronin would pick up his sixth Sixth goal of the season, excuse me, uh, at 17.46. Philip Angaris and Luke Reed have the assists, but the Warriors would hold on for the victory as they come away with a 4-3 road win over the Wildcats. Zach Borgiel stopped 25 Wildcat shots on the night. He picks up the win. Mike Robinson suffers the setback. He stopped 23 of 27 saves. 27 shots on the night up at Gutterson Fieldhouse on Saturday night. This one was all UMass and it was all UMass early as the Minutemen come away with an eight to two victory. Uh, Reed Lebster picked up his seventh in the first period. Uh, Matt Kessel would pick up the goal to open the second, followed by Josh Lupina, Cal Kefuke, Scott Morrow and Ryan Ufko. Uh, all in the second period. It was 6-0 Minutemen after 40. 
Uh, Aaron Bollinger would pick up his first goal of the season in the third at 9.06. Timothy Spetsaroff would pick up his second goal of the season for UVM to get the Catamounts on the board, and then the teams would trade goals prior to the end of the game. Oliver McDonald's third for UMass, and William LeMay's fifth for UVM. 8-2, your final for the Minutemen. They pick up the weekend sweep of the Catamounts. Split goaltending duties once again for Bull both teams uh matt murray stopped 22 shots you know on 23 opportunities and luke pavicic stopped three of four chances he saw in 850 time on ice gabe carrier for the catamounts got the start 16 saves on 22 shots and cole hudson six saves on eight shots on the night carrier suffers the loss matt murray picks up the win on Sunday, just one game to uh, get to you, as it was the second on the weekend between BC and BU, this time at Conti Forum, and the Eagles would come away with a 3-1 to win. Wilmer Skoog got the Terriers on the board in the first period at 5:53, his 12th of the season from Matt Brown and Dominic Fensori, but uh, that would be the only scoring on the afternoon for the Terriers. Jack McBain, 16th of the season in the second at 15:14. Uh, tied the game at one, and it would remain that way heading into the third. Uh, but Drew Hellison's third of the season from Mark McLaughlin and Brandon Cruz at 1440 uh, gave the Eagles a two to one lead. That would be the eventual game winning goal, and then a shorthanded empty netter from Patrick Gillies, uh, his 13th of the season with five seconds to go, secured the three to one win for Boston College. Eric Dopp stopped 42 of 43 shots he saw on the afternoon. He picks up the win. And Drew Camesso's first start for the Terriers since returning from the Winter Olympic Games over in Beijing with Team USA. He stopped 21 of 22 opportunities on the afternoon for the Eagles. On Tuesday afternoon, one league game, and it was up at Gutterson Fieldhouse as the Catamounts hosted Northeastern. A scoreless first period um, led way into the middle frame where Will Zapernick would pick up his fourth goal of the season on a power play from William LeMay and Carter Long at 12.35. That would be the only scoring in the contest. Vermont would hold on to pick up their win, uh, the win in their last game on home ice this season as they defeat Northeastern by a final of one nothing. Devin Levi with 26 saves on the afternoon or on the evening, excuse me. And Tyler Harmon, the grad student from Ramsey, New Jersey, uh, picks up the shutout victory. It's the first of the season, his second of his career, and it is the first win on the season for Harmon. One nothing final for the Catamounts over Northeastern. That is the madness that took place in this uh, this last weekend. As I mentioned earlier, when we were looking at the hockey standings, there's still a lot to be decided, and a lot has to do uh, with what we just talked about and um, all the results from this past weekend. There was a logjam from spots two down through eight in the hockey standings, and there's a lot that uh, that we need to take a look ahead at the upcoming weekend 
And uh, that's what we'll do here as we get set to uh, turn the page and look at the forecheck segment of forecheck and backcheck. Again, this is the first and final weekend um, of regular season contests here in the month of March. Again, hockey's playoffs will begin uh, a week from Wednesday, or this past Wednesday, I should say, as they will begin on March 9th um, with the matchups through six through 11 seeding. Again, um, the top five in hockey East will receive a first round bye, and six, seven, and eight will host teams nine, 10, and 11. So this week in hockey East, I mentioned Providence is the only team not playing hockey East action. They have just one contest. It's an exhibition as they will host the U S under 18 team on Friday night at Schneider arena, seven o'clock puck drop down in Providence, a weekend series, uh, up in Maine Friday night and Saturday night, seven 30 puck drops both nights as the black bears host the terriers from Boston university, Vermont will travel down to Yukon to take on the Huskies, a seven Oh five puck drop on Friday night and a 3.05 puck drop on Saturday night. UMass will host a home-and-home with Boston College Friday night. They will be at Conti Forum, a 7 o'clock puck drop there. That game can be found on Nesson here in New England. And Saturday afternoon, a 4.30 puck drop at the Mullins Center as the two teams will go at it once again um, that game can be found on Nesson Plus. The other series on the weekend, a couple of home and homes. Uh, the first features UMass Lowell in New Hampshire. Friday evening, they'll meet up at the Whittemore Center. The Wildcats blanked the Riverhawks a couple weeks ago by a final of three to nothing. Seven o'clock puck drop on Friday evening at the Whittemore Center and 6.05 puck drop on Saturday night at the Songus Center. And the last games on the docket, Merrimack in Northeastern, as I mentioned earlier on in the program, uh, both teams currently tied for second place in the hockey standings. Uh, Northeastern will host at Matthews Arena on Friday evening, 7 o'clock puck drop, and Saturday night at Lawler Rink, 7 o'clock puck drop uh, between the Huskies and the Warriors. So again, UMass and Boston College in a home-and-home, UMass Lowell and New Hampshire in a home and home Merrimack in Northeastern in a home and home Vermont will visit Yukon for a pair and Boston university will visit Maine for a pair this coming weekend and Providence with just one game on their schedule. It is an exhibition affair against the U S under 18 team on Friday. The last part of our agenda here on the episode this week, uh, we have our, three stars of the week. We'll begin with our third star of the week. We'll give it a Merrimack college junior Liam Walsh, who picked up a goal and two assists on Saturday night's four, three victory over the wildcats at UNH. He also picked up the primary assist on what was a social media circulating goal as a, we had a fake Michigan, um, as Ben Brar picked up the goal, Walsh picked up the assist. One goal, two assists for Walsh. He's our third star of the week. Boston College goaltender, the senior Eric Dopp, will pick up the number two star this week. 
42 saves on the afternoon in Sunday's 3-1 to victory over BU to earn the weekend split with the Terriers. So Dop picks up this week's second star of the week, and I think we already kind of figured out who is going to be our number one star of the week early on in the program. Uh, it'll go to Northeastern sophomore goaltender Devin Levi. 60 saves in Friday night's performance uh, over the Huskies of UConn um, as they picked up the weekend split. He stopped 27 saves alone in the third period and gave up just the one goal with a minute 52 left on the clock in the final period of play. Levi picks up the number one star this week with the 60 save performance on Friday and then again follows that up with another 41 save performance on Saturday night for Northeastern. So again, our three stars of the week, Merrimack College junior Liam Walsh, this week's third star. Second star, Boston College senior goaltender Eric Dopp. And number one will go to Northeastern sophomore goaltender Devin Levi uh, after his strong performance over the weekend for Northeastern. That'll do it for this week's program. Uh, No interview, as you noticed. Um, We'll be saving our chat next week. uh, Hoping to get Mike McMahon from uh, the College Hockey Insider on to talk a little bit about uh, the playoffs and uh, what's coming down the pipeline with Hockey East as uh, we hit postseason here in new england that'll do it enjoy the final weekend of what's been a fantastic regular season hockey east and i have no doubt in my mind that this last weekend will not disappoint the fans either get out find a team support your team but most importantly enjoy the hockey we'll talk to you guys next week it's time for the playoffs bye-bye we'll meet again don't know where